On page Kuf Tzadik Vav, 196, starting a new mimer, which is a hemshech to the previous mimer, which ended off speaking about Ak and the statement of Elio, Pasach Elio, Rebain um, Olmin, referring to the true essence of Hashem, which is only described as the creator, and that's why he's called the master of the world, because he creates it every moment, and therefore he's the master over it. And the creator is the only thing, the way that we can appreciate and, so to say, give a name to Hashem's essence. Because the creation of a being that feels itself independent can only come from Hashem, who is the true independent being. And then it says, You are one, and not a calculated one that's referring to the ten spheres, that they're already within the realm of riboy, within the realm of many, but in that state of how they're totally absorbed kol within Adam uh, the Cholos, which is Adam Kadmin, the initial thought of Hashem of all of creation, in that state, they're totally not any calculated one because there they're totally bottle and nichol like a tipa bayam like a one drop of water within the whole great sea it's not recognizable yet each of their own existences and then continues and says the you hashem are elah kolilon higher over over all the high things hidden from hidden things which said refers to levels within kesser which are still transcending all of the chain of creation. Then it says, and unto the pikas after you are the one who emerged from yourself, revealed from yourself the ten fixtures referring to the ten spheres. And the ten spheres are called the gilia helim, a revelation of that which is concealed. Because beforehand there was the ten spheres of gnusis, esters gnusis, which are hidden within Hashem's essence. And in the world of Atzilus is when these kaychis, these spheres become revealed. And each sphere has its own definition and limitation and expression. So there are the concept of the ten spheres either before they're revealed and, and as they are revealed in the world of Atzilus. And that is the idea why it says, Antu da pikas, you are the one who emerged from yourself, from your very essence, and revealed these spheres into their own independent beings in the world of Atzilus. So this is how we're starting with this new memory. The help of heaven, the second day of Shavuos, Tafir Samachas, 56-68. Hashem is close to all who call upon Him, to all who call, call upon Him in truth. So as long as you call upon Hashem, this is the Pshat, as long as you call, Hashem, call upon Hashem with sincerity, not you're not really lip service, you don't really mean it. So as long as you call Hashem truthfully, with your effort, Hashem wants your heart, then Hashem is close to you. That's a shot. I have to understand what's this double expression here. It says to anyone who calls upon him, Hashem is close. And it says again, to anyone who calls upon him in truth. Without doubling, it should have just said, Hashem is close to anyone who calls him in truth. And also when it says, whoever calls him without, without explaining, Hashem is close to who all who call upon him. That from that it implies that Hashem is close to anyone who calls upon Him. Then afterwards it gives a condition. It says, "No, only Hashem is only close to you if you call Him in truth, authentically, sincerely." So seemingly another contradiction. So it's known that when it says whoever calls upon Hashem in truth, what is truth? The Chazal say that emes truth is first a like the sages say, that there is no such thing as truth except for Teira. I don't understand what it means then, if this verse is saying, Hashem is close to all, call upon Him in truth, all call upon Hashem in truth. 
What does it mean that you're calling upon, you're calling out to Hashem through truth, meaning through the Torah? The lechira inyan akriyahu b'tefilah, shuvin tefilah b'kasha. Seemingly, the whole idea of calling out to Hashem is during davening, which the whole idea of davening is prayer to Hashem and b'kasha tzarach of asking, begging from Hashem mercy and for all your needs. That's calling out to Him. So, what does it mean then that you're calling here? The verse is saying, anyone who's calling upon Him be'emes through Torah. In order to understand all these questions, we first have to preface what we explained in the previous Mimer. That when it says, Pasukhleo says, you are one, but not a calculated one, this is referring to the ten spheres, how they're still hidden within their emanator, within the emanator, within the infinite essence of Hashem. Being that the ten spheres at this level are totally hidden and absorbed within the infinite essence of Hashem, the emanator of the world of Atzilus, therefore, at that state, they're totally unified, they're in a oneness, meaning they're all considered like one. You can't see the difference between one and the other because they're totally absorbed and nullified in the immense awesomeness of Hashem's true essence. In that essence, they have no no importance. Each of the spheres are totally bottled, like dropping many drops inside the ocean, even though the ocean is not infinite and Hashem is truly infinite, but the drops in the ocean are not recognizable as individual drops. So to the, all the spheres, these individual levels are not recognizable as individual levels. They're all chad, and they're included within Hashem's essence. Vihine apardes, the sefer apardes from the Moshe Kardavero, Mashar HaTzach the gateway of Tzach Tzachis Achrei Shehevi Kabbalat Sagainim Zal Be'inyan Esesvira Sagnuzis, after the Ramak brings the Kabbalah, the Mesodis, the that which they received in the teachings about the the ten spheres, these hidden ten spheres, he brings it from the Gainim, meaning their idea about the ten spheres, the hidden ten spheres. After that, he proves the idea of the the this idea of the ten spheres, ten hidden spheres. There in that in that gateway of the Charat Sachtchis, but in the third chapter, he says like this: Lies Kikei the Matzilas Esesvidis. Being that before the emanation of the actual ten spheres in the world of Atzilus, where they each have our own individual individual levels. Before that, all of Tchilim Aritzenis Barich Lahaitzel Esesvidis. First, Hashem had arose in Hashem's will and a desire to emanate the ten spheres to bring them into existence, to bring them into being as ten separate levels, with definition and specific expressions. So, before the actual creation, Hashem had a desire to create them. Because any, why did it have to be that Hashem initially had a desire for the creation of these fetuses? Why, why can't you just say that it, they were just Hashem created them? Because any creation of Hashem was not coincidental, it didn't just happen, God forbid. Rather, it was willfully and with a plan, with a plan and the thought of the Creator. May he be blessed. What does that mean? That for initially, Hashem had a desire that there should be a, the emanation, the revelation of these spheres in the world of Atzilus. Because everything that Hashem made it was with a plan. It wasn't just all of a sudden, boom, just he decided this is what happens. And there was a decision. There was, it was a kavana beforehand. And it's known, like the prophet says, that his thoughts, Hashem's thoughts are not like our thoughts. What's the difference? When a person imagines in his mind 
um, to create something, to make something. And he formulates it in his thought. He forms it in his thought. He's thinking about it. He's actually picturing it within his mind. This doesn't bring about the actual creation, the actual making of this thing, whatever he wants, whether it be a house. He's thinking about a house and thinking about all the details of the house. Just thinking about it doesn't make the house. Nothing is going to happen until the person actually makes it. He brings about he actualizes his thought via to the pale until he brings it to actuality. So the conclusion is that in a person, by a human, the pale that which is actually which is brought into the realm of actuality is more complete than the kayak than the potential. Meaning when a person was just thinking about this idea of the house in his mind, this is not as complete as that when he actually makes it. The thought, which is just the kayak, the potential, doesn't actually mean that there's an actual house. So therefore there's not a completeness yet. He wants the actual house. The complete state only happens when he actually makes the house. Why is the potential, when he's thinking about the house, missing something here? Why is it not complete? Because it's missing the actual existence. It doesn't exist yet. And the actual actuality of this house is the, actually has a real existence. That's when the main existence of the house happens. not within the mind. It's not within the main existence of the house. But this is not the same by Hashem's actions, by Hashem's effects. Like I said, Hashem's thoughts are not like our thoughts. The Kashir Allah, but it's saying when it, immediately when it arouses in Hashem's thought or when it, Hashem's mind, so to say, Hashem's thought will to create these ten spheres, to emanate the world, the pure world of Atzilus. Immediately at that very moment when Hashem had the desire to bring about the world of Atzilus, immediately all the world of Atzilus and the spheres within it were emanated and performed, were formed. All within Hashem's will, within Hashem's thought. And by Hashem, being that Hashem's thoughts are different, Hashem's thoughts are different. The fact that when He thinks about it, when He desires these things, they're not chaser, they're not they're not missing the actuality. Immediately when He thinks about it, these levels are actually brought into being. So this is the idea of the ten hidden spheres within the emanator, within the infinite essence of Hashem. It is this idea of the ten spheres, how they're still in the potential state when Hashem desired them and wanted thought about bringing them into being which at that state they already do have a somewhat of an existence and that is why already at that state we can call them ten hidden spheres whereas a person there is no existence yet at the state of thought but move on, even though by Hashem the potential there's nothing potential is not missing the actual there's nothing when Hashem's potential meaning when Hashem is thinking about desiring these spheres they're actually being brought, being brought into being but it's self understood that the ten spheres, how they are in potential, and Hashem's thought, and Hashem's will, even though already at that state, they already have an actuality to them, they're already created at a certain level. But still, it's not comparable to the actuality, the creation, which is afterwards in the actual revelation of the ten spheres in the world of Atsilis. When Hashem initially desired for these ten spheres, even though they took on an existence there, the ten hidden spheres within Hashem's essence, but the existence there, the poil there, is no is nothing compared to the poil when Hashem actually creates, emanates these spheres in the world of Atsilis. Rather, the poil, the actuality of these spheres, how they are in Hashem's desire, is similar to the koyach, similar to the potential. They're not yet a revealed existence yet. They don't yet, each one of their existence, their, their identity is not recognizable yet. 
their existence is not recognizable. Each one is a separate identity. Because there is not, you cannot differentiate at all between the kayak and the pale, the potential and the actuality, the potential and the actual. So there is no kayak and pale really. In truth, by Hashem, everything is pale. And Hashem immediately desires, the moment He desires to create, and He thinks about the plan, so to say, to create these ten spheres, they already take on an actuality. They're already created. Obviously, at that level, they're created on a lot more ethereal abstract state and that's why they're called they're still hidden within Hashem's essence and not yet revealed yet at their own identities in the world of Atzilus but by Hashem you cannot differentiate between Kayach and Peil because it's something that you must say it's a necessity that you must say because of the part of the completeness of Hashem's infinite being Hashem is not Hashem in his true, perfect being is not missing anything. So even, there's no such thing as he's missing the koyach, which is missing the poil. The koyach already has a metzias to it, already has a existence to it. Therefore, there is, because Hashem is the ultimate completeness, the ultimate shlemus, and so he's not missing anything. So you can't say that his koyach is missing this metzias, missing a certain poil aspect of it. So part of the shlemus of the true, infinite essence, complete essence of Hashem, is that the koyach cannot be missing the potential can't be missing in actuality. So therefore, if so, it's impossible to differentiate the potential, Hashem's desire, Hashem's thought about a creation of something from the actuality, the actual creation of it. Um, sorry, so, You can't differentiate between the actual the actual potential, meaning the actual thought, desire for the creation of these beings, and the poil shabukech, and the actuality, the actuality within that potential. Meaning, you can't differentiate between the two levels. There is no such thing as before Hashem's being the potential, the desire for creation of these spheres, and the actual creation of them. You can't differentiate. The, the koyach already by Hashem is a poil. The potential, immediately when it arose in his thought, which usually by us is just the potential for the house, so to say, by Hashem, there is no potential. Immediately, the thought for creation of an entity brings it into being on a certain level. If you would separate separate them, the koyach, the actual koyach, and the poil of the koyach into two levels, then you would say that Hashem, who is the ultimate completeness, is missing something. It's missing the poil. The potential is missing the actual. You must say that the koyach and the poil of the koyach are on the very same level, that they are both basically a poil. There's no, there is no koyach by Hashem potential. Um, and therefore, also, the actuality, the expression of the potential, does not add anything. Is not making anything novel onto the actual koyach. Hashem's desire for the creation of the ten tzvidis and the actual creation, the desire for that creation, doesn't add. Meaning the actual creation of these ten spheres doesn't add anything to the potential because already within the potential is not missing the actual. The actual already is happening at that state. And we may let move on. So it's automatically understood. So it's self-understood also that the poil, even the poil, the actual creation of these ten spheres is also in the same level of the lacking of true existence just like the kayach, just like the potential. 
because they're the exactly they're one and the same. So just like we said, this at this level, Hashem's desire for creation of the ten spheres, even though by Hashem it can't be missing any poil, so therefore they're already created, but they're created on a very more abstract level. Therefore, the poil of that koyach, the actuality of the expression of that potential of that desire for creation, is with it has, has a lack of real mamoshes to it, a real existence to it, just like the koyach itself. And that's why at that, that level, the ten spheres are hidden within Hashem's essence and their existences are not nuker yet. Their existences are not recognizable, differentiated, distinguishable yet. I have to understand this. How is it possible that the actual creation should be like the potential, the desire for the creation? will be understood according to what explained in Tanya, chapter 48. Regarding the idea of Sevev Kolm, the light of Hashem which encompasses all the world, which is referring to Hashem's revelation of His infinite energy, His infinite expression, which is called encompassing because it's so high, it's so transcendent that all the worlds don't have the capacity to appreciate it, and therefore this infinite divine energy cannot be revealed to them in an eternal way. So therefore it's called Sevev in the sense that it's above them, it's above their comprehension, above their appreciation, but not there. It's, it's literally within them, in the true sense of them. Hashem fills all the worlds in His very essence, but in this level, this infinite revelation is not sensed by the worlds. That's why it's called encompassing. That's why a person says this concept, when he hears a deep concept, he said, that went way over my head. It doesn't mean it went over his head. He can repeat it, the words, but it didn't. he didn't get it. It didn't settle with him. He can't explain it to himself or to anybody else yet. So what does it say in Tanya and Perik Mches about Seviv? That Hashem's knowledge, the quote from the Tanya there, Hashem's knowledge, the fact that Hashem knows all the creations, which we're talking about in today's Rambam of the Perigechad, Hashem's knowledge of all the creations, Makef is called Ivrechlu, it encompasses every creation. And it encompasses all creations, not just in a outer way, like we said, not just in a way where the energy, this infinite divine energy is not within them. No, it's it's literally totally within every creation in its most inner beings every nook and cranny of creation is filled with this infinite energy of Hashem all in an actuality Hashem's knowledge of every creation um, is encompassing every creation in actuality whereas when a person thinks about something your mind is not literally encompassing that thing which you're thinking about because our thought is totally different our thought does not create that thing it can be within our mind, but not the actual thing is not there. But with Hashem, Hashem's knowledge of all of creation, all of creation is literally within Hashem's mind, and it's being created by the fact that Hashem knows it is what creates it every moment. Because this knowledge that Hashem has of all of creation is literally the vitality of every creation and what brings the this entity into being from nothing to something every moment. But nevertheless, it's still not being that we're talking about Hashem's infinite knowledge, this infinite revelation of the Seviv of Kolam. Therefore, this infinite revelation is above the, the capacity of these finite creations to contain and to feel. So therefore, you can't say that this energy is within all of creation in a way of islapshus, of enclothement, of tfisa. It's grasped, it's appreciated by every creation. Because enclothement meaning that it's enclothing according to the capacity of that creation. And it's not. This is an infinite revelation which doesn't fit to the finite creations. It's not felt, not sensed within the creations. 
The names of Bechol Makam Shavichol, it's found everywhere equally because it's infinite it's, and therefore doesn't take any of the um, the kalim of the finite beings into into account at all. It reveals to all of them equally. Haresha Peil. So what do we see from this Tanya? Haresha Peil to Bechinas Eres Seviv, who be'efin, kamei b'tereges Eres Seviv, mitzad atzmichol. So the actuality of this idea of the Seviv, which the actuality is that's Hashem's thought, his knowledge of all of creation, which that thought of creation is just the potential for creation. The knowledge of everything is just the potential for that, not the actual creation. But we see that the poil, the actuality of this Seviv, it is, but even it's on the same level of the this infinite revelation of Hashem, this Eir Seviv, how it is in it, in and of itself, meaning the level of the creation, how it exists within seviv, is on that level of seviv, meaning it's not creation is being created every moment from that, but not sensing it, not feeling it, because that's the whole idea of seviv is that it's totally infinite and sublime and transcends the capacity of creation to sense it, to connect to it, to feel it. So the poil, the actual creation of seviv which is usually just a kayak is on the same level of the Seviv itself. And this is understood to us, this is the same way by a person thinks about something. A person thinks about something, but the person, even though he's thinking about it, he's not totally grasped and taken over by the thought of that, that matter. So that's the same idea. So a person thinks about something, and yet the thing is not grasping him, not grabbing him. That means he's not malubishim within that thing that she's thinking about. It's so to say encompassing it, just like the idea of sevikol. It's literally thinking about every single detail of the creations. At the same time, the creation is not sensing it because it's not malubish within creation. So too, a person thinks about something. He's not totally grasped by that thing which he's thinking about. He's not taken over by it. He can think about it in a way where it's not taking over his whole being. But this, in truth, this analogy of a person thinking about something is not comparable at all to Hashem thinking about all of creation. Because by a person, by a person, the thing which he's thinking about is not actually does not actually exist within him, within his mind. But even though he knows about this thing which he's thinking about, his mind is not literally encompassing the thing. Whereas Hashem, knowing creation is literally encompassing all of creation, giving it life every moment. Therefore, it's not comparable. As explained in these details in Tanya there in Perik, in Perik uh, chapter 48. But similar, however, similar in an example of this. So an example of this idea here, even though it's not literally the same idea, a little bit closer, is when a person thinks about something which is matters very much to him. He deepens his mind. He focuses on this thing because it matters to him so much. He focuses on it very much. To the extent which he's totally taken over by this thing because it, it's something which is neget to him. It really matters to him. And nevertheless, even though he's totally focused on it, it's still, it's not nitvas He's not totally taken over. He's not malubish within it. And he can totally stop thinking about it in a second. But since it's something which really matters to him, he's thinking about something which really matters to him. Therefore, he gets, he really deepens within it. And he's thinking about all the details. But at the same time, not mitzvahs. He's not taken over. 
so the, the idea this is expressed by Nishomis Kveis, very, very sublime, high-level souls in people that are on a super, super high spiritual level. And they are on very high levels. And they are Vedas Hashem, and they're spiritual servers of Hashem. That by these people, even if there is something that really matters to them, meaning something happens to them that is super, touches a very deep point within them, I think in other places next to this, it brings a person, and God forbid, their only son is sick. And even by a great tzaddik, it's not, this only son, Chaz Shalom, is sick. It touches a very deep place in him. And he's so focused on it. And it, this is, it's, it's taking over his whole mind. But nevertheless, it still doesn't phase him at all. It doesn't change him. To change him from his level of divine service. It doesn't affect him at all. He's so... At such a high level, his soul is so sublime. No matter what he's focusing on, even if it's something which literally matters to him, to the, you know, to the very core of his being, it doesn't change who he is. It'll never budge him in his service to Hashem and make him go down or start bringing sveikus and amuna or something. This is a little bit of an example. To Hashem's divine knowledge of creation, that he knows it and knows it very deeply but still remains aloof from it and not taken over by it. And therefore, creation is not feeling it. Obviously, it's not a truly a true example because still, by Hashem, the knowledge, what he's thinking about is literally there within his mind, whereas, so to say, within, his, within the divine consciousness. But us, or even though thinking about something which literally is taking us, touching us to our core, that thing is not within our mind. So this is a little example to the, the divine knowledge. We're on page Kufsadik Zayin now. The Hashem knows, so to say, cold dover pale. He knows, so to say, everything in actuality. Everything is within Hashem's mind in actuality. Nevertheless, it's still not, even though Hashem knows it intimately, it doesn't bring about any change or any novelty within Hashem's knowledge. It's not a new thing which Hashem is knowing. It's not changing Hashem at all. The fact that He's knowing things that are happening within the world, wars and storms and all these things which are happening within the world doesn't change, affect Hashem at all. Because Hashem knows it in a way, but He still remains totally above it, which that's the whole idea of Seviv. So now we can also understand the idea of the Peol, the Asus Matzilon, the actuality of the Ten Sphiris, how they are still within the emanator, meaning the actuality of this potential of Hashem's thought, of desire of the creation of these sensitivities. is mamish, literally like on the same level of the actual kayach, of the potential of the desire for these spheres. Just like we're saying here, on the level of Sivir, Hashem's knowledge of these things, which actually creates these things, but the knowledge itself still is on the level of Sivir. Therefore, it doesn't permeate all of creation, and creation doesn't doesn't permeate in the sense that creation doesn't appreciate it. Creation can't feel that level of that knowledge of Hashem. So too, in the Ten Sphiris, how they are within Hashem's will, the Hashem, which is the koyach, usually the potential, at that level they exist. The poil of the Sphiris, the actuality of the Sphiris, 
the actual creation of the spheres on that level of Hashem's desire is still on a very, very, very abstract level, just like the desire is abstract and sublime and transcendent. Just like the koyach, just like the potential state. So the potential is not missing actual, but at the same, same time, the actual of that potential is on a lot higher level and is very similar to the potential. And that's why we just said the seviv is not, doesn't become permeated, does not felt by creation. Because it's a knowledge of seviv, which is seviv, even though the knowledge is actually bringing into being these creations and intimately knowing these creations, but at the same time, it's still on the level of the koyach of seviv, which is the potential of seviv, which is uh, ethereal, which is abstract, which is not permeating, which is infinite, and therefore not permeating creations in a revealed way. We'll start to stop there. Four lines at the top of Kutzalik Zion.